0: Hi, this is Chris. And I'm Fezan. And this is Authoscript. the Script. Our podcast is here to give you a glimpse into the world of pharmacy from our point of view, and it really shouldn't be considered as medical advice. Both
1: Chris and I are pharmacy students that are really passionate about pharmacy and we'd love for all of you to learn about this mysterious world behind the counter. A few years ago, my dad went to the doctor and got some blood work done like he always does during his routine physical. It came back and like it always does. His physician told him that everything was okay. However, this time my dad did something a little bit different. He asked for a copy of the report instead. When he saw it and he read through it, he realized that his cholesterol levels were starting to approach being a little bit too high. Cholesterol actually runs in the family. There are some issues with heart disease as well in the family. So this is something that is of concern. And my dad is pretty proactive in his health. And he likes to make sure that he knows to eat properly, to eat more healthier. And this was something that that alarmed him. Um, he asked his doctor why he wasn't told that he was approaching this, this threshold of being too high for his cholesterol. And the doctor's response was that because he had not met that threshold just yet, his number hadn't crossed that path. It was not in that range just yet. And therefore, it was of no concern to my dad. Now, this was really impactful on the way that I think about medicine when my dad told me the story, because I mean, really, we just react in healthcare. We don't, we're not proactive. We don't tell patients to become healthier before they have some sort of heart attack or some sort of issue going on. We tell them to become healthier after the issue happens. And the results of the blood work should have been shared with my father and discussed with him rather than just telling him everything was okay and waiting for his cholesterol to meet that threshold.
0: So Fezan's dad is an example of a star patient. We wish that everyone could be this proactive about their health always. Unfortunately, that's not always the case. I mean, what, what did, wait, so Faison, what did your dad do afterwards? Like, what did he do to actually change his health?
1: So when my dad saw that, he adjusted accordingly. He changed his uh, lifestyle. He started exercising more. He started watching what he was eating more. So he was more you know proactive in his lifestyle to prevent the cholesterol from increasing any further.
0: Yeah, so if you weren't Faison's father in this case, if you didn't have this background in pharmacy, this background in all the different diagnostic criteria for having high cholesterol, like you didn't know how to read your own lab values, then the doctor's lack of diagnosis wouldn't really inspire you to have any change. So if this was any other patient other than Faison's dad, you wouldn't have had the major lifestyle changes that Faison's dad did. And then eventually this would lead to worsening conditions, the high cholesterol, and heart disease in the the future.
1: Now, we didn't just randomly want to bring this story and just dump it on you guys out of nowhere. It actually
0: has to do with an article that both me and Chris have read. The article Faison and I read was by a physician and author, Atul Gawande. And his argument was that family physicians and any healthcare practitioner that actually seeks and talks to a patient on a regular basis is actually more impactful than someone, say a surgeon, who does like a major change or a major surgery in a patient's lives. Because if you're able to actually be proactive and catch that condition before it even actually happens, then you can prevent so many different diseases and ailments from even happening in the first place.
1: Both Chris and I have been talking about this topic a lot. Uh, It's the topic of today's podcast, and it's about preventative medicine and the fact that Both patients and healthcare professionals undervalue preventative medicine. So, we're going to be talking about what preventative medicine means and what's different from that of reactive medicine. We're going to be talking about where medications fit into all of this, what patients can do, and what pharmacists can do. But first, let's talk about the problem at hand and why patients and healthcare professionals undervalue preventative medicine. And there's a couple of reasons that we've thought of, and I'm pretty sure there are more as well, but these are the ones that we wanted to touch on first. The first one is that because chronic medications don't actually give you immediate gratification. And what we mean by that is that, say you have some sort of an allergic reaction. When you take your allergy medication, Usually, I mean, within the first 30 minutes to one hour, your allergies go away. You have some sort of gratification from it. You have some sort of reaction from it. However, if you take your blood pressure medication every day, your blood pressure doesn't automatically drop within the first hour to two hours of taking the medication. You're not going to check your blood pressure and say, wow, I'm suddenly on target now. And then just delaying your blood pressure medication by one day certainly isn't going to make it just rise all the way up and make you go into a hypertensive crisis either, You have to be taking it chronically. You have to be taking it for a long time in order for it to have an effect on your body. And the main purpose of you taking it is so that you prevent any further diseases, complications from occurring. And this whole, whole topic of preventing future outcomes is the other problem associated with undervaluing preventative medicine because people don't like to think about the future. A lot of people, including myself, often are short-sighted. They want to focus on what's at hand, like immediate gratification, rather than thinking about, oh, this is going to prevent me from having a heart attack in 20 years. I'll deal with it when it comes.
0: The way that we're talking now, it almost seems like it's always the patient's fault, but it's not. This is a system-level issue, and that's why we said when we first introduced the problem that it's actually a problem between patients and healthcare professionals, both of us, both parties, do not respect preventative medicine. Earlier, we said we'd describe what reactive medicine, proactive medicine, and what incremental care actually means. So our current model, I guess, that we often work in is reactive medicine, and that's when you see a problem, you fix it. So say you have a heart attack, then you have surgical measures if you need it, and then you just start taking four different medications to prevent further heart attacks from happening. So that's what we don't want to do. Proactive medicine is, we start to see you having near high blood pressure, so then we do lifestyle changes like increasing your exercise, improving your diet, and other lifestyle changes to ensure that the blood pressure doesn't get any higher, because then we increase our risk of having those heart attacks. So what is incremental medicine? How does this all fit into that kind of model of proactive care that we want to eventually reach and prevent any problems from happening in the future? Incremental care is making sure that the patient's file is always up to date. So whether this means you're always going to your annual physical, or getting a medication review of your pharmacist, or going to get your teeth cleaned biannually at your dentist, everything counts towards this incremental care to prevent any further problems from arising in your body and just keeping up with your health.
1: Even when I go to my doctor for my annual checkup, usually from what my experience is when people go to the doctor, they go to the doctor for one or two issues that are going on. Because I only see my doctor annually unless there's some sort of other appointment that comes up. I actually tell him whatever issues that I had previously at previous appointments, how they are now, where I'm standing in terms of those... uh, whatever I was going on back then if they've been resolved if they're still ongoing just to keep up with whatever I had been in contact him about because necessarily he's not going to prompt me always to to ask you know what's going on with that issue say for example I had like back problems or like back pain I'll tell him you know how my back pain is doing now even though there's no issue I just let him know what's going on because I want him to know what's going on so that he can record it in my file so that if something happens in the future, it's not like I was hiding something or I didn't mention something because maybe I do have some sort of back twinge that he needs to assess. And I just decide, oh, that's just part of my back pain problem, right? So I just let him know everything that has gone on so far during my annual exam. And I just make sure all of it's being recorded, at least, at least that he knows, because that's the person that's going to be continually assessing me. Similar to my dentist, if any medications have changed or any any new medical conditions have come up, I just always let them know. I was like, "Oh, hey, by the way, do you guys know about this? Like, have I have I you know mentioned it to someone? Is it recorded on my file?" Just everyone just being up to date with my file, so that if there's anything that needs to be said or done, there's less chance of uh, an issue happening in the future.
0: We're gonna talk later on about how patients can become more involved in their own care and ensure that they're getting like the best outcomes possible from their healthcare professionals. But the main thing that Faison has already alluded to is making sure that you take charge of your own health. If you have a problem, let them know. That's what we're here for. We're here to help you get better. And if you vocalize these problems that you have, then it also empowers us to help the patient.
1: So we talked about chronic medications earlier and how they don't deliver immediate gratification. And we also wanted to touch base on where medications fit into this whole picture of incremental care and proactive medicine, reactive medicine, all that. And I'm just going to make a really general blanket statement. And then I'm going to follow up with some buts that are associated with it. So the general blanket statement, and it's going to raise some eyebrows, possibly in the healthcare community, is that medications need to be thought of as band-aids that are being put on a dam that's about to break. They are part of the solution, but they are not the solution. Now, again, like I said, there are some buts that are associated with this. When I'm talking about these medications, I'm usually talking about some sort of chronic condition. It's not really like an acute infection or disease. Of course, you have to take medications if you have some sort of bacterial infection. So that's that's one that doesn't count for this. If you have cancer, please take your medications. Please take chemotherapy. I'm not saying don't take it. But when we're talking about things like blood pressure, which is a great example to talk about. Blood pressure medications are a great way to control your high blood pressure. And what they're trying to do is prevent any negative outcomes that this high blood pressure will lead to. You're not treating the number necessarily. The number is just an indicator of what risk you're at in the future. And what we mean by the number is targeting something like 120 over 80 as being the high blood pressure rate. However, if you continue poor lifestyle habits, if you continue your poor diet, your poor exercise, this is only going to lead to more and more medications being piled on. Almost like you're just slapping more band-aids on the dam as you're getting more and more leaks because at the end of the day, how you treat your body is how it's going to end up treating you and medications aren't going to solve that. It's actually lifestyle and all these other changes that you have to make in order to prevent yourself from
0: having these terrible outcomes like heart attacks. And again, as always, if you ever have any questions about your own medications, please talk to your pharmacist, your doctor, your local healthcare practitioner just to make sure that to make sure that you need to be taking the medications you are taking right now. When we make these statements, we again are generalizing but they do have truth to them. It is true that you can definitely deprescribe some medications if you make large enough lifestyle changes. A really great example is diabetes. When you're actually pre-diabetic, you're like approaching that point where you can actually develop diabetes. If your blood sugars are only a little bit elevated or approaching that high level, you can actually make large changes to your diet, large changes to how active you are. And again, this can actually reverse the condition and prevent you from getting diabetes. But this is only if you are in that pre-diabetic phase.
1: And this isn't to say that chronic medications aren't important. Your blood pressure medications aren't important. Please, please, please continue taking them. If there's one thing that you should take away from this is that these medications should be thought of to help you in the time where you're making lifestyle changes so that further issues and complications don't develop. Think of the medications that you're taking. Say you come into the doctor, he reads your blood pressure, it's high, he prescribes you a blood pressure medication. Think of that as almost like a saving grace so that in the meanwhile, while this blood pressure medication is helping you control your blood pressure, you're making the changes to help control your blood pressure so you don't have to rely on medication because it is a runaway effect that starts to happen. Like I said, poor diet, poor lifestyle, more medications that need to be added on someone gets a heart attack, that's
0: automatic for medications that you're going to be on for the rest of your life. And when we say make these changes, we're almost like throwing it out like it's such an easy thing to do, but they're not. Like we have to be realistic. We have to be human about this. Like these lifestyle changes that you make are not easy. But that's again why we're here. Say you started on a blood pressure medication. I've talked to so many patients where they ask me, oh, how long do I have to be on this for? And I have to break the news to them. Well potentially forever. And they have this shocked look on their face. But then I tell them right away, however, you don't have to if we make the right changes for you. And communicate this with your with your pharmacist, with your doctor. Let them know that you actively want to change. We can give you resources. We can, we can show you um, what you can actually do to improve your condition. Because sometimes it's not that easy. And we understand that. But that's, again, why we're here. We're here to just guide you along the way.
1: And like we said, always, please, please, please make sure you talk to your healthcare provider, healthcare professional, pharmacist, doctor, whoever it may be. If you have any sort of questions like this, because again, we're making a very general blanket statement. Sometimes it's not because of lifestyle choices that you have high blood pressure. It could also be a genetic predisposition. It's just in your family line that you end up getting high blood pressure, you end up getting diabetes. So it isn't necessarily your fault because of the the, the choices that you've made. So always talk to your healthcare professional first before you decide to make any changes to your medication regime or anything like that.
0: Speaking of what patients can do, why don't we talk about how patients can be more involved in their care, specifically in their proactive care.
1: Like we keep alluding to in this podcast episode, you should always ask your healthcare providers what the best lifestyle choices are that you can make to alter the course of your health. As for references to other healthcare professionals as well, there's so many out there that can help you with your diet modification, like dietitians. If there's any sort of physical activity or if you have some sort of injury, definitely seeing a physiotherapist can really help you to get back on track to having the right physical activity or even letting you know what your limits are in terms of physical activity. Even if you just have low mood and you don't feel motivated to go out and, and exercise or eat, eat right or anything like that, maybe you should get referred to a counselor or a therapist or to talk to someone because it could be signs of of depression. And, and all of these things that we're talking about is exactly what incremental care is all about. It's about communicating how you're feeling, what's going on, keeping all your healthcare professionals involved and seeing if you can get a referral to the right one if you aren't seeing the right one right now.
0: And something that more closely relates to our job as pharmacists is don't be afraid to admit if you have problems taking your medication. If you've ever gone to the pharmacy and you're on like a long-term medication, The pharmacist might ask you if you're a couple days late, like, oh, you're X days late. Is there any reason why? And the reason we're asking isn't to guilt you. It's not to ask you like, oh, get ready for a- You're going to the patient jail. (laughs) Yeah, there's no no punishment necessarily. We're just here to ask you to see if you need any help again, because taking these medications every day helps to control your condition. So we want to help you to help yourself.
1: Something that you can also add to your incremental care toolkit is making sure that you see the same physician. So so seeing the same family doctor or seeing the same doctor for any walk-ins or anything like that. And also going and seeing the same pharmacy or getting your prescriptions filled at one pharmacy. Unfortunately, here in Canada, or at least in Ontario, we don't have access to multiple uh, pharmacies. So if you're getting your antibiotic for an infection filled at one pharmacy, but your regular pharmacy, you get all your chronic medications filled, They have no idea what's going on between the two. So so all the people um, working at the pharmacy that you got your antibiotic filled have no idea what the other chronic medications run unless you decide to tell them. So unfortunately, we don't share that information. So the best thing that you can do is see the same pharmacy and getting your prescriptions filled all at the same pharmacy. Same thing with your physicians. Unfortunately, unless they work at the same clinic, they don't have access to other physicians records. And it just paints a better picture of your health for all healthcare professionals that are involved
0: so we keep mentioning lifestyle changes lifestyle changes improve your diet improve your exercise yada 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 and again we know it's not easy to do so something that we found was that patients are most motivated to make these large changes in their life after a like traumatic event whether this is like a heart attack or a stroke etc. So for example, if someone was smoking and then they suddenly had a heart attack and the doctor told them, hey, if you stop smoking, you'll lower your risk of getting a second heart attack. You bet that person is going to definitely try to stop smoking. But what if we could take this motivation and apply it to before that large event happens, before the heart attack, before that stroke. That's what incremental medicine is all about. Seeing your healthcare practitioner, making those like small changes step by step and making sure that you're the most healthy that you can be. So not only for pharmacists,
1: this really does apply for pretty much all healthcare professionals that are in contact with a the patient. There have been studies that have shown that the more contact that you have with the healthcare professional, the better your health outcomes are. So literally what we've been talking about in terms of incremental care, just having contact with a patient betters their their health outcomes. And one Great example of this is a study that was done on pharmacists about smoking cessation and the fact that if a pharmacist just even starts the conversation saying, hey, have you ever thought about quitting smoking? That actually increases, dramatically increases the chances of the patient quitting smoking. It starts the gears turning in their head about, oh, there's someone that actually cares about my well-being and my health and the fact that they're there as support to help me if I do decide to quit smoking. So just asking, have you ever thought about it, is, is, is
0: enough to make such a change. Many patients, and just all people in general, don't have health as their number one priority. But as a pharmacist, as a healthcare practitioner, your patient's health is your number one priority. So it's important that you communicate that. And we talked about how hard it is to change your habits. Improving your diet, increasing your exercise is difficult but another large habit that a patient will go through is starting a new chronic medication. This is an important time for the pharmacist to intervene and explain to the patient the benefits of the medications they're taking and what exactly they're preventing. It's really important that you explain to them that this medication may not show benefit immediately but it will prevent a heart attack or a stroke in the future.
1: As a healthcare professional, you're developing a professional relationship with your patients. Get to know them. Keep their medical histories on file. Ask questions. You should be developing a familiarity with them because at the end of the day, it's, it's you who they're going to look to for any help or any advice.
0: So let's go back and revisit Faison's initial story about Faison's father and how he promoted incremental care.
1: It wasn't anything radical that he did. It wasn't anything that really was pushing the boundaries of society. All he did was ask to see his lab work all he did was question, hey, even though I know everything's okay, I just want to see where I'm at when it comes to all these lab values. And yes, he is a little bit more familiar with scientific terms, scientific knowledge. He does know what these lab values mean, but that doesn't mean that you can't take it to another healthcare professional, even just swing the question back to the physician. I see this number is really close to the, to the, to the range of where it's a concern. What does this mean? Or... Or what can I do so that it's not so close anymore? Opening these conversations and these dialogues with healthcare professionals helps to let them know that you want to make changes, that you're empowered about your own health. And I think that's a really great take-home message um, to have is that you are in charge of your own health. And when you do take charge of it and when you show healthcare professionals that that you are in charge of your own health, they're even more motivated to help you get to your goals. And that swings back the other way as well for all healthcare professionals as well. Motivate your patients to take charge of their health. Let them know what changes they can make because people really don't like taking medications. I've literally never met anyone who likes to take medication. Before we sign off, let's summarize what incremental medicine means. Incremental care is not something that will happen overnight. It's not something that you can just switch to automatically. It involves so many different people throughout your healthcare. And if it's something that you're really interested in, talk to your healthcare professionals because the more that you show interest in doing something like this where you want to make lifestyle changes, I can guarantee you that the right healthcare professionals will be motivated and will also take interest in you and helping you achieve your health outcome goals.
0: Incremental care requires both the patient and the healthcare practitioner to be proactive in their approach. It's really important that both parties do their part and don't be afraid to have that first conversation about how to improve your life, improve your health. That was it for our second last episode of Off the Script Season 1. Second last, Chris? Yes. So we mentioned it briefly in our last PRN. However, we thought we'd recap again. We're actually going to be ending our season on Episode 10. It's been a journey. And the reason that we're ending it, we'll go into full detail in the next PRN. So be on the lookout for that.
1: There's a lot of exciting changes that are coming soon. And we hope that you'll be as excited as we are about them.
0: If you've enjoyed our podcast so far, we would really appreciate it if you leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts or anywhere where you listen to podcasts. As well, we really want your feedback, so please message us on facebook.com slash offthescriptpodcast. Let us know your favorite episode. Let us know your least favorite episode. What you liked, what you didn't like. We'll take all criticism to heart and improve it for the second season.
1: Thanks, guys, for listening. See you next week. Off the Script is a show filled with opinion, backed up by research and facts. What we discussed today shouldn't be taken as medical advice or treatment. So please consult your local pharmacist or doctor to help you out with whatever is going on in your life right now.
0: Whether that's a new fever, or some relationship issues, a skin infection, go see them instead. Uh, we don't want to see it, and we
1: definitely aren't going to give you advice about it.
0: Also, we'd like to thank Chill Hop Music for letting us use their tunes in our podcast. If you are interested in listening to more of their music, you can go to chillhop.com listen for more.